With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. Now make sure you say my name right. It's See, I talk about the things other people are scared to talk about, what they're afraid to say. When I walk into the building, you know what they whisper to each other? Be <laughs> Now you tell me, you want those pretty lies, or you ready for the ugly truth? Let's get it. This is Robert Latow from BlackSportsOnline.com. You're listening to the Ugly Truth Podcast. Why don't I tell you those pretty lies? I tell you the ugly truth about what's going on in the world of sports, entertainment, and viral news. This is going to be a short podcast. The reason why is I went to the Avengers in-game world premiere last night, and I can't give you any spoilers just yet. Now, I can give you spoilers next week, and so I do a new podcast Next week, give you a full week to watch the movie, and then we'll talk about spoilers and whatever else is going on in the world of sports, entertainment, and viral news, because that's what the podcast is about. But for now, I would just give you the generic version of what happened while I was at the world premiere of Avengers Endgame. Now, I've been to plenty of world premieres for movies, red carpets, in this case, uh, purple carpet. Um, seen a lot of good movies, seen some okay movies, seen some great movies, some good movies, some bad movies. This particular movie, I was. The reason that I think Endgame is quite different than pretty much any movie that you've ever seen is that it's the culmination of 22 movies. Like, we're used to sequels, trilogies, uh, even, you know, you get a fourth one, maybe even get a fifth one. You're used to series like, you know, James Bond, uh, Star Wars, for example, where they're kind of long and stretched out and they're interconnected in some way. But normally what happens with that is that there are just a couple of main characters, meaning that if you're doing the Matrix trilogy, you know, it's about, you know, Neo. You know, something like James Bond, yeah, it's like a million James Bond movies, but it's James Bond. It's always just, you know, James Bond and kind of revolving around him. Even with Star Wars, I think the real difference with Star Wars is it may be the closest to the MCU. But there's a couple of really main differences. First off, they're out of order. <laughs> um, that's that's really the main thing. They're out of order, and you know they've been over a 30 year, you know, time frame. So they're not. It's like they made three, 
And then they're like, hmm, you know, they waited a bunch of years and say, hey, we should probably make three more to let people understand how the first three came into play. They made the three beginning ones. So, like I said, it's out of order. Then they come back and say, hey, you know, there's more money to be made. We should probably make, you know, three more after what happened. But while we're making the three more that are after, we're going to make a couple that are in the middle of the original three, but not the first three. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's all out of sync. Whereas with the Marvel Universe, more or less, you know, it starts... Even though it's a, you know, each, even though the chronological part of the movies, but, you know, it starts with Iron Man, but, and, you know, they do go back in time a little bit, you know, with Captain Marvel and, and, and Captain America, but more or less, they've condensed all of this into 10 years. So it's fresh. You know, it's not like, hey, Iron Man, you know, if, you know, if I'm watching Endgame today, I'm like, hey, Iron Man didn't come out when I was in high school. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, it's been a decade, but it's, you know, in a decade, that's different than 30, 40 years of trying to piece together all of these things. Meaning also that the actors and actresses within that 10 years are pretty much the same. You know, a little older, but not like, well, you can't necessarily have Dark Vader in these certain movies because it's been, you know, 50 years, you know, down the road, or, you know, they're a lot older, you know, actresses or, or actors, and, and they pass away, and you have to make changes and stuff with that. If you keep it within that 10-year pocket, then, you know, you can keep basically all the actors, actors and actresses. Furthermore, it's not like three movies, four movies, nine movies. It's 22 movies. <laughs> and that's a lot of interaction. That's a lot of things to do to get to what we're getting to with Endgame. So I don't think there's a movie that's ever been made that sums up that many movies in this type of way. So going into it, you're going into it with like, wow, you know, this is a culmination, not of a trilogy, not as a sequel, not as, oh, we made a movie 20 years ago and we now want a conclusion, not a reboot, none of that stuff. It's just, you know, started here and we're going to end here in 10 years and this is where we at. So I thought a lot of people were like, you know, they didn't know how to how to take the movie. And I think a lot of it has to do with Infinity War because no one was expecting what happened in Infinity War. And I talk about this in my uh, review, which you can read on Black Sports uh, online, is that I think one of the main things about Infinity War that set up Endgame so perfectly is that in Infinity War, the villain won. Rarely, if ever, does the villain win in any movie. And when I say win, I mean conclusively win. Like, no doubt, this is a W. You know, you see movies where the, maybe the villain gets away. So I come back and get you. You know, maybe it was a draw. But rarely have you ever seen a movie so conclusively say, you know something? The villain won. Thanos got all the Infinity Stones. He said he was going to wipe out half the universe. He did his snap, everybody left, and he was on his phone. And I think that was a little shocking for people, especially in a superhero, you know, movie. Because the whole point of superheroes and villains is that, yeah, they always have villains, but the superhero always wins. 
in the end, somehow, some way. That's kind of their thing. And we have all the superheroes together. You would think that they would win. They didn't. And I think it really messed with people for a year about it. And so we kind of all went into this movie endgame not knowing what exactly was going to happen, how they were going to bring these people back. And I think the thing is you, you, you have to suspend your, your belief for a little bit, but, I mean, you know that they're coming back. I mean, you know that they're not going to just keep, I mean, we see there's a Spider-Man movie. I mean, we see them actually walking around. I mean, we know, I mean, they're at the premiere. They're going to be back. So the question is, how do you do something when people know that it's going to happen, but still make it fresh? and exciting, and interesting, and, and, you know, a little bit mind-blowing. And I'd say they did a really good job. They did a really uh, good job. I think, you know, without trying to, you know, I was never trying to see spoilers or anything like that, but, you know, I'm interested. I like, you know, they put out a trailer, and the people do the trailer breakdown and try to find the Easter eggs and have speculation. And I watch all of those YouTube videos, and some of them, you know, we're on, I think, with things that we, and I don't consider these spoilers, um, because, you know, you saw Tony comes back. I mean, you know, somehow Ant-Man gets out of the quantum realm. Um, you see the quantum realm suits. So, I mean, it's not a spoiler to say, you know, there's some sort of time travel involved, you know, just how are they going to do it? And I think they found a very unique way of doing it and but i think more importantly than the unique way of doing it which i think most people could have guessed i think they found a unique way to show how the characters um have reacted to infinity war i think that's really the main thing i think when you see the characters and how they are reacting to what happened you know, yeah, you know that they're going to be sad or whatever it may be, but there's going to be some things that you're going to see and you're like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't think he or she were going to act like that. That's really going to get you. Now, you know, like I said, no spoilers. Make sure though you come on time because the, the beginning of the movie starts really quickly and you don't want to miss it. I think it's it's you're going to be very interested. There's a very unique way of how they get to the, to quote unquote end game uh, that nobody was predicting. Uh, nobody could have predicted in my mind how, I'm trying, not, I'm trying to say this without giving spoilers, how they get to basically the end of the movie. You're not, you're not going to be able to predict that. There's a couple of things that you're not going to be able to predict. There's a couple of things you said, okay, I, I heard that or I saw that or maybe the toy, you know, told me that. But there's, there's, there's a lot of things that you, you won't predict. Let's put that. Let's just put that in there. Uh, a lot of people cried. And I didn't cry. You know, God, maybe, you know, my chest got a little, you know, tight. You know, maybe a little lump in my throat. I didn't cry, but there were some people that were openly, you know, crying. 
Uh, and I'm not just, and, and, and when I say openly crying, I don't mean like, oh, just, you know, at the end of the movie. I mean, they were crying throughout. There's literally maybe, you know, it's a three-hour movie. There's literally five or six, seven times within the movie that I would say would be cry-worthy. You know, a lot of movies at the end you cry because it's, you know, the, the end of the movie. But this throughout the movie, there's definitely some things that are going to, you know, make you cry. If you're a crier. It has a lot of emotional weight uh, to the movie. The Definitely some surprises with that. Now, there's a lot of laughter. Sure, there's a lot of, la- literally a lot of laughed out loud, funny stuff. Right from the, you know, even, and they do a good job. That's a hard balance. I mean, you know, half the universe is gone, all your friends are gone, people are dying. Um, but they do have, they do have a nice amount of humor in there. Um, like I said, at the beginning, really need to be there right at the beginning because there's some things that, are, that set up what's happening. Um, in my review, I talked about how it's a lot, reminds me a lot of Back to the Future. Reminds me a lot of Boys in the Hood. I know those two movies seem like polar opposites. But, you know, the thing about Boys in the Hood was you're trying to, you're in an environment, you're in a situation that seems to be hopeless. And there are some ways that you could possibly get out, but you don't know if you have enough time to do it. And while some may make it, some may not. And that that post-snap feeling reminds me of, you know, being in the hood. You know, you're trying to get by, you're trying to get over things, you're seeing death, a lot of death, a lot of people dying, guys in wheelchairs. You know, there's a lot of a lot of negative stuff going on. And you're like, of trying to get over it. I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to get out. But, you know, some do, some don't. And I think the, the back to the future part is definitely, I mean, that's pretty simple, you know. Even though with back to the future was more of an accident, the point was he, in the end, wanted to stop, you know, Doc from dying. He wanted to go back and stop. You know, it was by accident, but once he got there, he wanted to stop Doc from dying. But he also unwillingly um, made some changes in his own future. And there's definitely some elements of the movie uh, like that. There was not a end credit scene um, during the premiere. So I don't believe that there's one, even I've been to a bunch of premieres and if there's an end credit scenes, normally we, uh, they show them. So I don't think that, I think this is it. Uh, as far as problems, because you know, no movie is perfect. Uh, there is some continuity issues that I don't know if they're going to try to clean up or just, we just have to deal with them. Uh, it's a little confusing when they're speaking on how they're going to go back and fix things. 
the general consensus of how they're going to do it, I think you will understand or the, the, the generalness of what they're doing, you'll understand. But unfortunately, your grasp of time and things of that nature, is a, it's a little off. It doesn't, some of it doesn't really make any sense. And you would think there would be some other consequences to it, but they just kind of brush it aside. But that's fine. That's like I said, it's very the continuity issues you're always going to get when you got 22 movies and one coming up soon. <laughs> that's the Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, the you know, like I said, some of the technical scientific ish stuff can be a little confusing. It's one of those things that you're going to need after. The movie comes out, and when it's okay to do spoilers and all that stuff, you don't need to watch one of those YouTube videos for someone to specifically explain it. And be like, okay, now it makes sense to me because while you're watching the movie, is your brain is not going to process it properly. Um, that's probably gonna you're probably gonna want repeat viewing. I know I'm going to try to go see it again on Friday. Um. There's a couple of things I know people were talking or crying or laughing or clapping that I missed that I would like to see. Best time to do that, I would say, is if you want to really hear what's going on is middle of the afternoon. Like, you know, one, two o'clock. Or that first showing at 11. People still at work and can really get a better grasp of the, the move. Overall, though, great. Appreciate uh, Marvel and Disney and everyone else that um, allowed me and my friend Kyle to, to go. And check it out. I think you're going to love it. I think it's a fitting ending. It's a fitting tribute to all of the 22 movies. I'm looking forward to what the next thing is going to be from Marvel uh, going forward. Um, I like the way they ended it. Um, I like the way they ended it. It it ended on a a real circular uh, type of note. I, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, I thought they could have went a lot of different ways uh, with it, but yeah, I thought I thought it went. I thought it was appropriate uh, how it ended, and I think you will too. Follow me on Twitter at bso. If you go to my Instagram right now, bso tv, uh, you can see. You better do it now, but because you know how Instagram stories are, you can see all of the behind the scenes from the world premiere. Uh, Facebook is Black Sports Online. Uh, YouTube is BSOTV. Uh, well, today is what's, what's today? Tuesday? Today is Tuesday. So you never know. Might do another podcast at the end of the week, but uh, during the week. But next week, I definitely do one with spoilers and what I thought about, you know, what happened and, you know, what other people are talking about the movie. I'm out. <laughs>